Welcome to Sister Scriptorians, where we are devoted to learning, likening, and lifting others one principle at a time. Episode 99, Unprofitable Servants. It is so good to be back with you this week. I regretted not being able to post a podcast episode or do our Zoom chat on Thursday. Last week, I had to practice good, better, or best. (laughs) It would have been a good use of time for sure to record and edit and upload a podcast episode. But you know what was a better use of my time? Taking care of my sweet daughter. My daughter broke her arm last week, and we thought that we just needed to wait a couple of days after going to the doctor and that she needed to get a cast on. But that wasn't the case. When we went in to get the cast, they told her that she needed surgery, and that was a shock to us. But she's doing good now, and she's healing so well. And I am so grateful for the doctors and the nurses who were able to sense her sweet nature and who honored her by learning to read her cues and attend to her needs. They they took such good care of her. And it was a great moment to recommit as her mama to love on her and to be there for her. And I love her so much and I am so grateful for her in our lives. It was also best for me to prepare for general conference last week. I'm still processing it, are you? I feel humbled that you and I were able to participate in a solemn assembly while being the first hearers of this new proclamation that stands as a witness of the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We got to shout Hosanna on Palm Sunday, which I felt honored to do, to join in shouting praises to God and witnessing to God that I recognize Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, as the Anointed One, as the Messiah, That was a perfect way to begin Easter week with my heart opened and turned to him, especially as we were preparing our our last supper, if you will, on Thursday night to prepare for our fast on Friday. It all just felt so right. It was an honor to follow the prophet of God and to fast for healing, for physical, emotional, and economical healing. It was an honor to sacrifice on the day that we remember the ultimate sacrifice of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And miraculously, this time, fasting didn't feel like a burden. I am not a good faster. I have some tummy issues that flare up and can flare up for days after fasting. So I just fast for short periods of time, but I so wanted to be all in on this fast. And as I did so, it was not a burden or a struggle for me. I did not feel hungry. Instead, I felt buoyed. And I felt like I was given the strength to be able to fast completely. And to me, that was a sign. That was a sign from my Heavenly Father and my Savior Jesus Christ that they were with me. That they were in this fast with us. And I hope that you had some kind of experience as you fasted that not only testifies to you of them being there for you, but also testifies to you of the power in fasting of us uniting together in prayer for miracles. 
I know that if it's his will, he can heal us. He can give us that miracle. I know that whatever your particular need is, the master healer can heal you. I know that I am in need of healing. I have some specifics in mind, but I am very open to whatever he wants to conquer. (laughs) And I implore you, Sister Scriptorians, to get specific about what you need and to ask him for it. That is the message that came to my mind during conference, that we need to ask more specifically and more emphatically for our needs, and he will hear us. And this week's ponder prompt will address that in a way. Have the priesthood power that you have been given because of the covenants that you have made and that you are striving to keep. He will hear you. He will answer those prayers. You must in confidence, therefore, ask him while you're communing with him. I'm also putting it out there that we will do a Zoom call this Thursday. And let me explain to you what that entails. I'm still learning how to communicate clearly and more succinctly about my services, so please forgive me. But I know that these services can bless your life. I know this because my life has been blessed by them. And I have seen many other lives blessed. And it has been an honor to be a part of their experience as they come to see Father more clearly and in a different way. And as they come to see themselves for who they truly are. Essentially, during this quarantine time, I am giving you a taste of my services for free on our Thursday Zoom calls that happen at 4 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And each week we highlight a different characteristic of God. And then we apply that to our own ability to create and how when we understand God, our creative power increases. God has given us agency, which is our creating power. Your agency begins with your thoughts. And many of you have heard about thought work. It's really popular right now. But if you look back on our doctrine, it has always been there. Our church culture tends to focus on the action line, however, and we get really discouraged because we feel like we must always do more in order to be able to feel more love or more faith or more confidence or more hope. And I can show you how that is not so. I show you that you are doing better than you think you're doing. I show you that if we begin where your agency begins with your thoughts, then you won't feel so off track. You won't feel like you're off the wagon or that you are being left behind. The difference that I can offer you is that everything that we are doing has spiritual roots and beginnings. And when we acknowledge this, we are then empowered to be able to create to our full potential. We do this by being able to see God more clearly. And then we then recognize that we have been held back because of some misunderstandings that we've had about God. And when we clear up those misunderstandings, we then grow. We grow in confidence and love, and we can better go out into the world or stay in because of quarantining, but we are better able to be available to then act. We are better able to receive personal revelation. We are better able to answer his call and contribute in the way that we're intended to contribute. When we take care of where our agency begins, It helps us to then be able to be all in. Again, this is all available to you when you go to sisterscriptorians.com and sign up to be a Sister Scriptorian. This is not a membership. This is free, but it is a belonging, making available to you all of my services that I have to offer at this time. 
what I do is I send out the meeting ID and password to your email so that you then can go onto zoom.us and click on the join meeting button and then enter the meeting ID and password. And it's that easy, so simple. I do ask that if you like it, that you pass it on to a friend and allow them the opportunity to also be uplifted as well. Your word of mouth is what helps support me and continuing to produce the content that I do produce. And I am so thankful when you find worth in the podcast and then take the time to express that and then pass it on to someone else who may benefit from it. Right now, since my kids need me to be their teacher, um, their activities coordinator sometimes, and their emotional support, I'm not taking clients at this time. However, that will be again again once life gets back to normal, whatever that will look like. And this is your opportunity to have a taste of my services and how it can bless your life. It will. So join us on Thursday. Take the time for yourself right now. I mentioned being my children's emotional support right now. These are stressful times and everyone is having those moments bubble up for them in different ways and at different moments. And in some way, what we're experiencing right now will have an impact on us. I genuinely invite you to join me and to expect to participate. Come with your concerns that you're experiencing and let's see if we can help you out. Let's see if we can help you find relief. That's always fun. Or at least to see where the pain is coming from that you're experiencing and and see if we can help start you on the path of changing that. I love you and I hope you will join me. We are intended to be confident women. God has given us the tools. We need to be that. So let's learn how to use them. Go to sisterscriptorians.com and start that process today. Join me. Today we are in Mosiah chapter 2. And there are three principles about our humanity that I find in this chapter. The first one is, I am just a man. The second is, We are all unprofitable servants. And despite these two fundamental truths, it is possible through obedience to the commandments that we can exist in a blessed and happy state. Remember, King Benjamin has called the Nephites to gather at the temple and to hear his final words as their king. And I want you to visualize this. I want you to see in your mind hundreds of tents, all pitched with their doors facing the temple. They are all gathered in families and they have all come separately and they have finished partaking in burnt offerings and sacrifices, expressing gratitude for their blessings and for their king in preparation of this sacred ceremony that they're going to participate in. I imagine that they were filled with as much anticipation as we were going into this year's April conference. I even believe that there are aspects of the ceremony that they participated in that we could relate to as a solemn assembly. They were there to ordain a new king, to recommit to the king of kings, Jesus Christ. And they will make a covenant and they will renew their witness of the omnipotence of God. I also ask you to imagine their patience as they waited for their prophet king's words Because of the greatness of the multitude, they could not hear him as he spoke. 
So even families with little ones or squirrely teenagers waited to hear King Benjamin's words. Can you imagine? (laughs) Those who were not under the sound of his voice waited for his words to be recorded and then sent forth among them. How long did that process take and what did that look like? And upon the tower, King Benjamin stood. He states that he can no longer be their teacher or king, that his whole frame trembles exceedingly, but that God is supporting him. And you know what comes to my mind as I read that? It's that tender talk of Elder Worthlands that he gave at General Conference, I think it was in 2007. And as his body began to shake more, all of a sudden behind him to help support him, Elder Nelson stood. Remember that? I'll post it on Facebook so you can watch it again. It is a beautiful lesson, both words and by visual, of love and charity. It's beautiful. I imagine that King Benjamin had the same conviction that Elder Worthland had in communicating the words on his heart that he knew he needed to communicate. Both had a message that they needed to share with the people, despite the limitations of their physical bodies. So go to the Facebook page of Sister Scriptorians and watch the video. Post your thoughts and your feelings there. What a beautiful place to be able to write tender thoughts of your heart. King Benjamin, he must have been a remarkable man and leader. His love for his people is evident. Their love for him is evident. How could you not love a man who had spent his days in your service? He promoted liberty among his people. He taught them the commandments, steering them away from all manner of wickedness. He labored with his own hands so that he could serve them so that they wouldn't be burdened with taxes or cause hardship to come upon his people. He desired to lift, not to oppress. And remember also, he wielded the sword of Laban upon the battlegrounds against the Lamanites, and he restored peace in the land of Zarahemla. He did everything that he knew to do to edify his people to comfort them, to lift them, and to establish peace in the land. And I am a witness, just as you are, that our current prophet of God labors just as diligently, just as much in our behalf, doing everything he can that is in his power to edify us, to comfort us, to lift us up to face our own challenges and to establish peace, not only in our lands, but in our hearts. King Benjamin sounds like he was the stuff that legends are made of. Yet at the beginning of his address, he reminded the people to not fear him. And he desired them to not think that I of myself am more than a mortal man. These have been the words that have echoed in my mind this past week. I am just a man. Why was this necessary for Benjamin to state I imagine that there was a large amount of admiration for him by his people. And as he stepped down, that his shoes were big shoes for his son to fill. Yet we know that Messiah will be able to do it. We know that Messiah will be a king that is righteous and that his people will love. But when you meet greatness like King Benjamin or Joseph Smith or Russell M. Nelson, 
it is important to recognize that they, just like Benjamin states, are subject to all manner of infirmities in body and mind. This isn't to train ourselves to look for their faults, but to appreciate the journey that they too are on and to look up to them to see the possibilities that our journey can take us to. Because they are just men. They aren't immortal gods. They aren't to be worshipped by by the people, but they are to be respected and honored. But it shows us what God can do with us. What he can even do with a mortal man. A mortal man who chooses God and who allows God to work on his behalf. It shows that a mortal man can commune with God be taught his ways, and be lifted by God's power. And so they are just men. Don't take lightly their words. In fact, King Benjamin begins his address with a warning that he hadn't called the people to gather, to trifle with the words which I shall speak, that that you should hearken unto me, and open your ears that ye may hear, and your hearts that ye may understand, and your minds that the mysteries of God may be unfolded to your view. Though King Benjamin was just not anything more than a mortal man because of the decisions that he had made. But most importantly, because of the nature of God, Benjamin had been preserved by the Lord's matchless power, he says, so that he could serve the Nephites with all the might, mind, and strength which the Lord would grant him. And as incredible as Benjamin was, he was so because of the matchless power of God. He was so because he had chosen God. And though the people obviously loved him, it wasn't he that they should be there to worship, but it was the King of Kings, Jesus Christ, that they needed to love and adore and worship. Benjamin, Benjamin was just a man. Mortal men with the divine influence of God can do miraculous things. God the Father, through His Son, Jesus Christ, has designed a way to take our mortal offerings and then to make them magnificent. And that is what we refer to when we say sanctify. Like I mentioned before, we have all been given the tools to live up to the privileges of our covenants. And those privileges are to be endowed with the power from God. Ponder prompt for this week. We'll focus on that. It will focus on the miraculous blessings of power that we receive having been blessed by the Melchizedek priesthood because of the ordinances and the covenants that we have made, because of the gift of the Holy Ghost that we have received and that we are striving to live worthy of every day. This comes from our reading that President Nelson asked us to study in October 2019 specifically from Doctrine and Covenants, section 84. Now to take pressure off myself, please don't expect it to be all-encompassing. In fact, I leave a section to, for you to record your own findings and discoveries, but I hope it will be a tool to help you begin to discover what you are capable of with God and what He has equipped you with to accomplish your mission here on earth. So how did Benjamin become so beloved by his people? How did he grow closer to God? Why did he work so hard that he can call it labored? What was his motivation? His motivation was his love of God. 
He knew and he imparted the wisdom that when ye are in the service of your fellow beings, you are only in the service of your God. And because he loved God, he served God's children. He lifted their burdens. He fought beside them. He worked beside them. He devoted himself to teaching them the commandments of God because he loved God. He didn't do it for special recognition or praise or to win a popularity contest. He worked hard because he knew that the harder he worked, the more he served his people, the more he could see the hand of the Lord working in their and his behalf. And I've been blessed this week with those who have reached out to my family on behalf of my daughter. Texts of concern and prayers of faith, priesthood blessings both on her behalf and the doctor's and the nurse's behalf chalk art on our driveway to welcome her home, gifts of coloring books and licorice to bring her comfort, Easter eggs to add to the fun of the week, and even a note from her school teacher expressing her thoughts and wishing my daughter well. Each one of these individuals were serving, with my daughter and I specifically in mind, but in reality, they were serving God. They were showing their devotion to Him by following through how they were prompted to care for His children. What I fear is that some may have felt that there should have been more that they could do, yet their acts were perfect in every way. I didn't need a dinner. I needed love so that I could love on my daughter and not be afraid. That is a great thing to give someone. Benjamin realized that the deal with God, especially while in mortality, is that we will always be in God's debt. No matter how hard Benjamin worked, no matter how hard he sacrificed or served, the Lord would bless him, and Benjamin would once again be in the Lord's debt. No matter how hard Benjamin worked, no matter how hard he sacrificed or served, the Lord would bless him, and Benjamin would once again be in the Lord's debt. Never, ever could he get a one up on the Lord. No matter how much thanks and praise we give the Lord, we only must look at the fact that we are living to praise and we are permitted to think or speak the praise only on borrowed breath and time from God. Even as we diligently serve Him, we are only permitted to do so because the Lord preserved us, permitting us to move about, supporting us from one minute to another. Even if we're giving our whole souls, we are only using the resources that the Lord has made available to us to use. We are unprofitable servants. As we keep his commandments, he blesses us to prosper. In so doing, we are spared or given the strength to overcome because of the commandments we have sacrificed to keep. There is no sacrifice that you and I can make to ever make us even with him. There is no debt we can place him in because he always pays us. Therefore, it is us that is always in his debt. Like King Benjamin said, what is there to boast of? (laughs) Nothing. You cannot say that ye are even as much as the dust of the earth Yet ye were created of the dust of the earth, but behold, it belongeth to him who created you. Even the matter which we're created by belongs to him. For some, this might sound a little discouraging, and if so, take heart. The God who is merciful and full of grace, 
abundant in goodness and slow to anger is the God who will always have things eventually work out for our good. He is the God who will treat you better than you deserve, patiently give you the space to figure life out, enable you with his grace or power to accomplish what you could not do on your own, and always bless you for the efforts you make. It is a privilege of ours to be his unprofitable servants. It is a privilege that we serve a God who we never can one-up. I hope this brings a stirring in your heart of peace, but also confidence that you can raise your head high and be brave despite your circumstances. I think these are times to be brave. We have been blessed greatly, but this past month has also required our courage, our courage to have hope, and our courage to have faith that it will all work out. As his unprofitable servants, we can trust in both. It is times like these that we need to remember that we are just men, that we are subject to all manner of infirmities in body and in mind. Yet, it is by his matchless power that we can serve and fulfill our purpose with all the might, mind, and strength that the Lord will grant us. I hope that just like King Benjamin counseled the Nephites, that we will be aware, lest contentions arise among us. I think we can apply this to our homes, to our communities, to our political institutions. Beware that contentions are of the evil spirit and must not find a place within our sphere of influence. We know this. We've been taught this. Perhaps we can recommit to use our power that we have been given from the Lord to cast out the evil spirit out of our midst. We can do this. This is available as we diligently strive to serve God. It is in accepting these truths. We are just men who are capable of great things because of God, and we will always be unprofitable servants of his. It is accepting these truths and then choosing to serve him wholeheartedly, keeping his commandments and refusing to follow the evil spirit that teaches us to contend with one another. That is where we find happiness. That is where we can exist in a blessed and a happy state. That is where Benjamin promises that we will be blessed in all things, both temporal and spiritual. And that is where we can be assured that if we hold out faithful to the end, we will be received into heaven, that thereby we may dwell with God in a state of never-ending happiness. I see the timeliness of this message, don't you? How we have been prepared by a prophet of God in given circumstances to choose God and to cultivate our faith in him. I see how we have been given a chance to separate ourselves and to shine as his people. I know some of you are afraid, and I too have fears, but we must replace them with faith and follow the truths that Benjamin has taught us. He will preserve us. He will prosper us. He will keep us from falling into the hands of our enemies. With him, we've got this. Sister Scriptorians, this week I ask you to wake up to the power that you have been given because of the covenants that you have made with God. We are just mortals, but we are God's women. 
We serve Him. Look for those who need your love and give it. Cast out contentions among you and invite the abundance of His Spirit to fill it. Seek for this happiness that He promises. Look for it, identify it, testify of it, and then trust in it. Make today a great day.